Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that brings us up to beyond the just gaming. We're not only blurring the lines between gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and music, we're even amplifying voices from those perspective fields and having their stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at Twitch.tv backslash, uh, backslash the Impact Play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the Impact Play. However, you consume your content, wherever you consume it, we are there. Join us on Patreon, Silver Recruits, and above, get the show ad free. Go to Recruits and above, have exclusive access to not only post show. But they could even call in to be a part of the live show experience, plus all the access to our VODs and so much more. Learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the Empire Play. And by speaking and by speaking of ads, this episode of the Empire Play is sponsored by Anchor. I'm Shros Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yagu. This is episode 129. I do apologize for not uploading an episode Sunday, Sunday morning, how we usually do it. The reason being is I was at the Momocon Winterfest. So if you guys are looking forward to that video, look, uh, be sure to keep an eye out for tomorrow on the YouTube channel. I need youtube.com backslash the impact play. I'll have it uploaded by the uploaded and uh, compiled by then. So definitely look forward to that VOD coming soon. Uh, but without further ado, let's continue with the show. So we are an Epic partner. So with every purchase you make within the, within the Epic ecosystem, when you use a creative code, the Impact Play, we get a commission that will help support and further elevate the show and even take us to new to new heights. I know extra costs to you. So again, use a creative code, uh, Impact Play. It is not case sensitive, all one word, and it'll just one of the many ways you can go out. One of the many new ways that you can go out of your way to support the show. So, on the agenda, we have Assassin's Creed 15th anniversary celebration, the 2021 Game Awards record-breaking viewership, another Xbox and Adidas collab, a live-action Mega Man film is in the works. First Nike, then Adidas, and now Under Armour stepping into the, the metaverse. Official Dragon Ball Super Kicks, the 2022 Anime Awards, The Witcher Season 3. Both the NBA and NHL are going into a spiral. Neymar inks a new deal. iHeartRadio's Y100 Miami Jingle Ball has been cancelled. Plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, and essentially what we have been up to. So without further delay, I haven't dabbled in Rock League for a while. I'm planning on streaming that um, because they have a new um, Hollywood, uh, not Hollywood, um, holiday themed uh, event going on now. Which I'm gonna hop into by the over the weekend, hopefully, and I'm gonna live stream that with you guys as well. Plus, I do want to get into Destiny 2. I'm getting, I'm getting back into the fold, and I'm gonna live stream my return here on uh, Twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play the Twitch channel. Uh, so yeah, if you guys are 
interested in looking forward to that, look forward to the live stream sometime over the weekend. So yeah, so without further ado, uh, I finally got it. I finished watching Arcane Act 1. Definitely looking forward to Act 2. It was definitely a blast. I'm into The Witcher Season 2 now. Uh, let me see where I'm at at the moment. Give me one momento, if you don't mind. I'll tell you where exactly I am. Come on, where's The Witcher? The Witcher, The Witcher, The Witcher. Info. Okay, so I'm pretty much done with episode one. And we know that there's eight episodes. I'll be able to finish that by before the end of the year. And I know there's a final episode that's out now for Hawkeye. I'm going to watch that sometime this weekend as well. For the season finale. I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm definitely intrigued by it. It's definitely caught my attention. And movie-wise... I haven't watched any of the movies. I'm looking forward to watching Spider-Man, but sometime, sometime next year. I know the crowds are are phenomenal, crazy, and that's definitely one of our major new segments that we're going to discuss in depth later on into the show once we get to it. But nonetheless, that's all I've been up to lately. Haven't played a whole, haven't played Rocket League Sideswipe in a while ever since the last uh, video I, I uploaded. But yeah. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, get as much content to you guys as possible. Because we have a whole bunch of live reacts that, we, that we're uh, working on as well. So definitely look forward to that. But without further delay, we're going to hop into the news, folks. And we're going to start with your gaming play, folks. Uh, gaming, 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 gaming. Found it. Okay. Mm, and now we're going to start with this Mega Man movie that's in the works over at Netflix. This one's coming over from IGN. Mega Man will soon be coming to Netflix in a live-action adaptation of the classic Capcom video game. IGN has learned from sources familiar with that project that the film is still very, very early in development. However... It looks as though the streaming giant will bring Mega Man to our screens. Although the project has yet to be officially confirmed by the folks over at Netflix, the film's production company, Supermarché, let it slip about the partnership during the recent website's update. Henry, Rell, and their in-house production, early Ross Charles, maintain an active development slate. Reads the official websites as spotted by as originally spotted by Rockman Corner. Features in the works including an adaptation of Capcom's Mega Man for Chernin Cinematic, no, Chernin Entertainment and Netflix, which they wrote or directing. A live-action Mega Man movie was first announced back in 2018, just days after the release of Mega Man 11. Back then, the upcoming feature film was given the work title Mega Man. Henry Jost and Ariel Shulman were confirmed to both write and direct the movie, and it was originally announced for 20th Century Fox. Although little has been heard about the project ever since it was announced, Just and Skullman 
confirmed that the movie was still in development last year. We are very excited about it, said Just. I think we're going to have some big news about it very soon. I can't say much about it now, but it's a project very near and dear to our hearts, and we are psyched, which I am psyched as well. well hopefully, this will be a very good adaptation, but we'll see. We'll see once we get a, once we get a, a trailer of some sort. So, moving on, moving on. We have some new DualSense wireless controllers, followed by, you guessed it, some new console covers for the PS5. And not too long ago, when the, actually, actually this console has been out about a year, so yeah, a little while ago. Let me show you guys, I'm looking at first beforehand, oh yeah, uh, nope. Let's see. So for all you all you listeners, be sure to check out the VOD later on once you get a chance. If you aren't able to join us live over on Twitch. There we are. So we have five colorways. We have let me open this in a new thingy. Nova Pink, Star, Starlight Blue, Galactic Purple. Cosmic Red and Midnight Black to go, uh, to, go and, uh, to go side by side with the controllers. But there was a company that PlayStation ended up uh, doing a copyright infringement on where they were selling just the covers, uh, just the covers in different colorways. Right now, then the reason why? Because they wanted to do it, they wanted to do it their own way. But yeah, you guys are looking forward to them. Let me know which color you're going to cop and why. And let, tag us on your socials at uh, the Impact Play. So the slated for release globally in January of next year are participating retailers. Uh, let me see something. Okay, hold on. The PS5 console covers are available for both the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc and the PS5 Digital Edition are sold separately from the PS5 console and DualSense controller. Of course, it's just car- just oh wait, there's gonna be different colors because I forgot the disc has the disc drive in it. So as, so they won't they won't they won't work with the digital edition if you guys. So there's gonna be two di- two separate versions of each one. So they'll be available in the US, uh, USA, Canada, UK, France, Germany, Switzerland, Australia, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, Korea, and the Philippines. First half of 2022 and additional territories following the year. Yeah, I forgot about that disk drive. Direct.playstation.com. We should check that out. Yeah, they're here. So you can copy these out now, actually. Pre- well, you could pre-order them, but yeah. But these are only available for the, I think, for the, for the disk. 
the desk uh, version of it. Yeah, it's only available for the disc version. But yeah, if you guys are interested in comic these, let us know on socials, tag us, and you order confirmations, and just share your experience. And when we send us the voice, and then who knows, it could be featured on a special reading my segment of the show. Featuring um, you guys as the listeners. Dog, let's see who the heck is this. So please, no spoilers. It's a lot of I'll, this is a spoiler-free podcast. I don't know how to do it in Twitch directly. Uh, let's see. Give me a moment, folks. Okay. Okay, let's continue on with the show. All right, let's see. Moving on, moving on. Speaking of PlayStation, there's a nice little uh, article on their blog. So we have PlayStation's blogs, games, uh, game of the year 2021 winners are have been revealed. Which is a nice little thing that they did. Best new character. Hold on, let me show you guys what I'm looking at. Uh, where are you? Okay. Those two. Lady Demetrius and Resident Evil Village. Best new character. Went to... Rivet and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Best new character went to Tenzo. Wait, hold on. This, wait, so there's three trophies. Platinum, gold, silver, and... Wait. Is that bronze or is that bronze? No, that, that's gold. I think this is bronze, it looks like. Okay, hold on. Let me see how this thing works. Uh, okay, let's see. Yeah, best story. Okay. I got it. So the platinum trophy went to West New, went to Lady Demetrius. The gold went to Rivet. The silver went to Tenzo, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut. And the bronze went to Alex Chen, Life is Strange, True Colors. Best story. The winners are Platinum, Resident Evil Village, Gold, Life is Strange, True Colors, Silver, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Bronze, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Best Art Direction. 2020 uh, best uh, Russian Clank Rift Apart went for the Platinum. The gold went to Little Nightmares 2. Silver, it takes two. And bronze, Hades. Best soundtrack, the Platinum went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, okay. Gold went to Ghost of Tsushima, aka Island's Expansion. 
Silver went to Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate. Almost had that. And the bronze went to Neon Replicant version 1.224. Best multiplayer experience. The platinum went to It Takes Two. The gold went to Call of Duty Vanguard. Silver went to Battlefield 2042. And bronze went to Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Best sports game. The platinum went to FIFA 22. The best sports game, I'm sorry, the gold went to High Wheels Unleashed. The silver went to Riders Republic and bronze went to NBA 2K22. Best accessibility, the platinum trophy went to Ghost of the Shima Director's Cut. The gold went to Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. Silver went to Far Cry 6 and bronze went to, Marvel, went, to Marvel, went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. The best use of the DualSense, the platinum went to Ratchet and Clank A Rift Apart. Gold went to Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. The Silver went to Returnal, and the Bronze went to Resident Evil Village. Best Graphical Showcase. The Platinum went to Russia and Clank a Rift Apart. Gold went to Resident Evil Village. Silver went to Far Cry 6, and Bronze went to Kina Bridge of Spirits. Best Re-Release. Went to The Platinum went to Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. The Gold went to Final Fantasy VII Remake Intrigate. The silver went to Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and the bronze went to Near Replicant version 1.22. Independent Game of the Year. The Platinum went to Kenya Bridge of Spirits. Gold went to Hades. The silver went to Doki Doki. That's the new one. Literature Club Plus, and bronze went to Disco Elysium, the final cut. Oh, we're like halfway done. Best VR game went to. Uh, the Platinum went to Hitman 3. The Gold went to Doom v- uh, 3 VR Edition. The Silver to Sniper Elite VR. And the Bronze to Xbox You to Die 2. PS4 Game of the Year. The Platinum went to Resident Evil Village. The Gold went to ATX 2. The Silver, Guard- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And the Bronze to Far Cry 6. PS5 Game of the Year. The Platinum went home to Re- Russian Clank and Rift Apart. Gold went to Resident Evil Village. Silver went to Returnal, and the Bronze went to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Most anticipated game of the 2022 and beyond. The, Br- the Platinum went to Marvel's Spider- uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. The Gold went to Elden Ring, Silver to Horizon Forbidden West, and the Bronze went to Hogwarts Legacy. Story of the Year. The Platinum went to Insomnia Games. Gold went to Square Enix, Silver to Capcom, and the Bronze to ba- Bandai Namco. Oh, that was it. Okay. I had a long way to go. But yeah. If you guys are do agree with this, if you guys feel like something else should have taken the platinum, gold, or silver, or bronze, let us know in the comments. And we'll probably read them live on our final, next and final episode of the year. Alright. Adidas and Xbox are at it again with their a final console theme sneaker, which is on sale now. Uh, let's see if we can get it though.
Let me see something. Is there a link? Oh, it's on Adidas site. Oh, sold out. <laughs> it's literally sold out. But I'll show you them in a minute. Uh, but these aren't bad, to be honest. All right, here we are, folks. These honestly aren't bad. It comes with an extra pair of laces. I'll probably cop them off of uh, like Go or StockX or something like that later on. But what I don't really like about it, but then I like about it is because as you guys can see here, well, you guys can't see my mouse. I don't know why I got to figure that out. But in the, the side of the sneaker, it looks like it is see-through. So you can't really wear it as an um, everyday sneaker type of thing. So uh, if anything, I'll probably wear them to like events and, you know, conventions and stuff like that. Oh, there is a box. Go to that first. Not bad. A little translucent uh, midsole. Oh, so, so it's not even like um, it's not even the Xbox green on the side or even the the, the tongue, the back of the tongue of the, of the sneaker. It's like a reflective teal almost. Twentieth anniversary insole. Yeah, but yeah. That sucks, though. Here, I'm going to check. Let me see something. Let me check. Go. I'm going to pull these up for you now. Let's see. Search. The green one isn't bad either. That's a Halo 20th anniversary shoe. Well, it's not going for that bad. Currently unavailable my size. Huh. It's not going for that bad. So if you're lucky, you can cop them for like $200. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. They're definitely on my want list. For sure. Alright. Moving on, moving on. Thank you, Diverge, for that article. So, this one next is coming over from GamesIndustry.biz. Bungie's Senior Employee Relations Manager, Gailey. The hunt has left her role at the studio. The news falls just a few days after reports emerged that Bungie employees have experienced sexism, racism, discrimination, and abusive leaders during their time at the, the Destiny firm. IGN now reports the hunt has sent an email to Bungie employees announcing she has stepped down from her role as HR boss. HR. Wow. It is unclear whether she will remain with the company. According to the email, the hunt said she will work with Holy. Barbarakovi, Chief People Officer and the leadership team at Bungie to, to determine what the appropriate next steps are. The email began with her reflections on her 14-year tenure at the studio, saying she wants to do everything in her power to make sure everyone who works there has a safe, welcoming, and supportive environment. She added, there is a need for Bungie's HR team to move forward and should, should ideally be largely compromised by people new to Bungie. Dehart wrote, I... 
No, they need to be trusted to be your advocates, not labeled as enablers or seen as company resources who provide bad actors with safe harbor. So if she's doing good, why is she stepping down? But yet she's speaking out for somebody else? That doesn't make any sense. And she's in charge of HR, so if she supposedly was... Uh, making changes, she wouldn't be stepping down until she believed her work is done. But then again, she is stepping down. So what that sh- that says a lot about the person, correct? See, she also saying here, I am proud of the work I did at this company. She wrote, I believe I made recommendations that were in the best interest of our people and in service of the company we wish to become. I also believe we made some mistakes and that to become the better version of ourselves, the company, and I know we can be, we have to acknowledge and confront them in good faith and grow together. So that goes to acknowledge that she also made some mistakes as well while she was in charge of human resources. That gives you a lot to think about. Someone that's supposedly supposed to make changes. But yeah. Moving on, moving on. CD Project Red has officially stepped uh, settled the lawsuits followed by its investors following Cyberpunk's 2077's botched launch. This is coming over from GameIndustry.biz. In the regulatory announcement reporting the news, the company said 1.85 million will be paid to the investors behind the class action lawsuit in exchange for the relinquishing all claims against the company and members of its management board. The announcement also explained the reasons behind the settlement was CD Projekt Red, saying it was motivated by the duration and costs related to further legal proceedings in the U.S., as well as the opinion expressed by the U.S. law firm representing the company the other defend- and the other defendant in the case, recommending acceptance of the agreement amongst others. But then again, it was the investors that wanted to... Re- release this game against against the developer's wishes. So, how does that work that they're settling with the supposed investors that they lost money, but it was them that they went ahead with this release, that they wanted to release it early. So, that doesn't make any sense at all that they settled. And and the ending, the closing argument of this was the investors were claiming that the studio's management failed to disclose that Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable, quote-unquote, virtually unplayable on consoles at launch due to an enormous number of bugs. But it was, they had a Q&A team. It was you that didn't, do you read, that didn't supposedly confirm with the, the corresponding uh, development side of the game. You just wanted to, you wanted to go ahead and release it because you supposedly wanted to make a whole bunch of money. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. Alrighty, let's see what we got. Tencent has bought Turtle Rock Studios, developer of Back for Blood. This is coming over from GameSpot. The Chinese tech company Tencent has announced yet another game developer acquisition. And this time it's Turtle Rock Studios' parent company, Lampfire. 
This means the Torah will also become part of Tencent. The announcement noted that the studio will still retain its individual operations out of California. And the exciting and the exiting team who runs studio's operation, led by co-founders Phil Rob and Chris Ashton, will continue. Okay, moving on, moving on. The Game Awards 2021 sets records at 85 million. Live streams for a 2021 show, which represents an increase of 2% year-over-year compared to last year's event. The year-end broadcast was streamed to 30 digital networks globally. Twitch is announced for 3.35 million viewers across channels and co-streams alike, including here on the Impact Play. On YouTube, the show amassed more than 1.75 million hours watched, and its official stream up to 40% compared to 2020. So we don't have the exact numbers. Uh, in China, but the uh, growth uh, definitely increased. And lastly, High Wheels Unleashed sells 1 million copies worldwide, which is definitely a surprise. I'm surprised myself. You guys are aware, I'm definitely into High Wheels as well. Let's see, moving on, moving on. Let's see, what do we got? So we're done with gaming, and now we're going to move on to tech, folks. Nike just bought a virtual shoe company that makes NFTs and sneakers for the metaverse. This is coming over from The Verge. The apparel giant just announced the acquisition of RTFKT Studios, which calls it a leading brand that leverages cutting-edge innovations to deliver next-generation collectibles that merge culture and gaming. Our, uh, RTFKT claims that in February, collaboration with teenage artist F-E-O-C-I-O-U-S to sell, to sell real sneakers paired with virtual ones managed to sell some 6,900 pairs with NFTs in just six minutes, netting over $3.1 million at the time. This was around the same early spring period when most of us were heading... We're hearing about NFTs for the very first time. But I'm definitely excited for this merger. And for what comes of it. And now we're going to move on to Adidas. Adidas has released yet another... Announce, has released another announcement. There was a collaborative NFT that is completely sold out, but so Adidas um, Origins has joined the board, the board Ape Yacht Club, with their first ever NFT Ape Eight Seven Seven Four. And then you also, let me see something.
But yeah, that's a nice little partnership as well. So Adidas is partnering up with known entities while Nike is acquiring companies. And now we have Under Armour has dropped their first ever NFT in honor of Steph Curry's NBA three-point record. This is coming over from Hypebeast. To celebrate Stephen Curry breaking the all-time three-point NBA record, Under Armour will be releasing their first cross-platform metaverse sneaker with true in-game functionality. The Golden State Warriors point guard last week surpassed the all-time three-point NBA record by seeking his 29-74th career shot. In honor of this historic achievement, Under Armour will be releasing 2,974 NFTs titled Genesis Curry Flow Collection that are digital replicas of the game day shoe Curry was wearing when he broke the record. The Curry Flow, each shoe NFT can be worn across three gaming metaphors, Gallant Games, the Central Land, and the Sandbox. The singers are priced at $333 each. But yeah. It's nice that uh, more companies are headed or getting more invested into the metaverse itself. So we have a couple metaverse news as well. So this one's coming over on VR.com. Following an initial announcement eight months ago, Meta has released its latest avatar system for all Unity VR developers, including support for app, lab titles, and limited support for non-Iclist platforms like Steam VR. Oh yeah. Uh, what happened? This next one is about the sort SAO-inspired VR headset Kickstarter has been fully funded in, in its first week. That, uh, we talked about this, I believe, briefly in the, the second to, to past, uh, second to last episode. The the Japanese starter Diver X. So amassing around $170,000 from 177 backers. So all available funding tiers are still available at this time of writing. But the most popular tier, the early early bird basic model, has nearly sold, sold out at $1,050. But yeah. Let's actually get out 360 degrees uh, range of almost 360 range of motion, which I'll show you in a brief second. There we are. Thanks for checking it out. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to share the Kickstarter link in chat in a moment. 
Researchers create a camera the size of a salt of grain using neural nano optics. This is coming over from NVIDIA's developer blog. A team of researchers from Princeton and the University of Washington created a new camera to capture stunning images and measures at only a half millimeter, the size of a coarse grain of salt. The new study, published in Nature Communications, outlines the use of optical meta-services with machine learning to produce high-quality color imagery with a, wild, with a wide field of view. The device could be used across industries, ranging from robotics, most notably the medical field, to help with disease diagnosis. Optical meta-services rely on a new method of light manipulation using syn- cyl- cylindrical Posts set on a small square surface. The posts, which vary in geometry, work like antennas that can capture incoming photons, waves of electromagnetic radiation. These waves are sent as signals from the metal surfaces to a computer to interpret and produce an image. So then look forward to uh, what applications these take form. This will take form. And the last, last one is coming over from The Verge. When Apple first introduced its latest Apple wallet update back in June, the company said it's working to ensure you could get it through airport security. And now we have our first word from the TSA on exactly when this will happen. According to an event recap from the Secure Technology Alliance, the TSA is planning to support Apple Wallet IDs in two airports in February. If successful, the test will expand to airports in more than two states the following month. But yeah, of course, they're going to test it and make sure everything works properly. It's secure and all that. But yeah, it's definitely exciting nonetheless. So we're done with tech and we're going to move on to entertainment, folks. And we have a whole bunch for you guys as well. Kingsman 3 has started filming. Has begun filming. Is set to begin filming in September of 2022. Thank you comicbook.com for that exclusive. Netflix's Ultraman Season 2. The release window has been revealed. Uh, Once I find it, that is in spring of 2022. So, we are getting a Christmas Eve celebration with a Rick and Morty uh, marathon. It will begin December 24th at 9 p.m. At 11, actually, following uh, King of the Hill. So I will show nothing about Rick and Morty until 4.30 a.m. that next day. So we have a new trailer for Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore, which we're not going to have spoilers, of course. We have... Season 1 photos for Naomi. With the big DC Universal tie-in. Of course, we're not going to show it. Spoilers nonetheless. But if you guys are interested in checking out the entertainment exclusive, 
I'm going to share with you this comic book uh, article in chat. So we have a preview for SAO Progressive, the dub. So we have an up, a couple updates for Spider-Man No Way Home, which we'll discuss in a brief second. Okay, here we go. So, Spider-Man No Way Home has spunk has swung to a record-breaking 253 million domestic weekend box office debut, and it earned another 334.2 million dollars internationally to claim a global total of 587.2 million. As reported by THR, Spider No Way Home has secured the third biggest domestic opening of all time, pandemic or otherwise, and the third best global opening ever, not adjusted for inflation. It surpassed even Star Wars The Force Awakens. But, moving on, moving on. Here, Sony Pictures CEO Tom Ruthers spoke out on his on Tom Holland's future as Spider uh, of Spider-Man. Uh, speaking with ComicBook.com, Brendan Davis Robin Rossman clarified that the le- lead back situation with characters and that Sony was one led back left to give to Marvel, but stressed that Sony and Marvel have a terrific working relationship. No specific plans, Rossman said, but it's. Re- Reciprocal. We lend one, and they lend one, and that's how uh, Benedict uh, is in this movie. So we have to separate his normal life as Peter Parker from the high stakes of being a superhero. When Peter asks help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous. For us to come to what surely means to be Spider-Man. Da-da-da. But yeah, that's about it. All right, so we have the judges and the awards for the 2022 Anime Awards presented by Crunchyroll. For the sixth year. So we're not going to go into the judges because there is a huge list. Let me see something. Oh, that's it. Okay, so I also said it was meet our panel objectives. Okay, I got you. I read that wrong. So, it'll take place on January 18th at 9 a.m. Pacific, which is 12 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. And the voting will close. No, that's when the voting will begin. And then the winners will be revealed Wednesday, February 9th. Okay. So let's see. So we have some new Batman and and Catwoman Empire covers. 
under our official Twitter account. Okay. There you are, folks. There is the Batman and Catwoman. And the subscriber cover of the issue is this one over here, which looks good. I like this one. A new stands from Thursday, 23rd, December 23rd. Open your copy from Great Magazines today. Okay, now we have a Yu-Gi-Oh! New Yu-Gi-Oh! anime that has been announced. Following the 20th anniversary celebration with the release of Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's long-running franchises gearing up for the 8th iteration of the series Yu-Gi-Oh! 7's, we were wrapping up the final episodes of its second season throughout the rest of the year. And unfortunately, the announcement of the next anime in the series confirms that 7's will be wrapping up its second season. But now the franchise is breaking new ground and heading into space for the 8th series. Now we have gotten our answer to what the future of the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise will look like, as it was announced during Jump Festa 2022, the next iteration of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime will be titled Yu-Gi-Oh! Go Rush, scheduled for release next April as part of the Spring 2022 anime, anime schedule. The official Twitter account for the anime series unveiled the very first key visual for the next Anime that teases new main hero, heroes, main foes, and some of the new monsters coming in the next series. Which I definitely won't... Show here. Uh, do the spoiler, but I'll show it for you guys in chat if you guys are interested, nonetheless. Thank you, comicbook.com. YouTube TV loses ESPN and other Disney networks after failing to reach a new deal. It literally happened midway during a game, and then they ended up uh, coming into an agreement and bringing them back. This is that's essentially what happened. So, now we're going to move on to The Witcher Season 3. <laughs> uh, let's see, where was it? Oh, it's season three. Okay. It's almost completely written. But the Netflix show is not going to be back in production anytime soon. During an interview with Tech Radar, showrunner Lauren Schmidt Histrin Hisrich revealed that the Witcher season three is still early in development. Actually, this is our last week in the writer's room, she revealed. We're almost done with the scripting phase, and it's amazing. I'm really thrilled with how the season is shaping up, because it's based on my favorite book in the saga, which is The Time of the Contempt. 
So Dalton expects his team to move straight into filming, though. His explained that the scripts have only just been written, and the creative sponsors has only just begun. So thank you, IGN, for that update. To the Batman website, pits fans against the Riddler. So there is no promotional materials for the upcoming superhero movie. Yeah, which teases, which hints at some new things. Maybe the riddle, maybe not. Okay, let's see what else we got here. All right, the 2022 Any Awards. The f- so, Netflix's investment in animation has paid off in a big way. As the Sherman picked up a whopping 52 nominations at the 49th Any Awards, falling behind is Disney, which received 29 bids in its film and TV projects, taking place. On February 26, 2022 of next year, the UCLA's Royce Hall and presented by the Los Angeles branch of the International Animated Film Association and the Annie Awards recognize excellence in cinema and television. So Netflix picked up nine nominations for Arcane, a series based on Riot Games' online multiplayer game League of Legends. The hit film from Sony Pictures Animation, The Michelle's versus The... The Machines earned eight nods. Netflix's own limited series Maya and the Three, directed by George George has seven. Well, all right. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences announced the shortlist and ten categories. The 94th Academy Awards, documentary feature, documentary short subject, international feature film, makeup, makeup and hairstyling, makeup original score, makeup with an original song, an animated short film, live action short film, sound and visual effects, and which I can share with you here. They are interested in checking out the shortlist. All right. The new Death of the Nile trailer has been released. So it looks like Disney proceeded with, with the release. Despite Army Hammer starring as one of the male leads, as there being some question if he would be recast or the film would be scrapped. Hammer was uh, accused of rape earlier this year. Disney just released a new trailer indicating that they plan to go full steam ahead with the movie. This was coming from JustJared.com. Give me a second, folks. Let me pull up something. Close to my mistake. 
Oh, here it is. Okay. So Fox cancels New Year's Eve toast and roast 2022 due to Comicron. And a lot of things are... Uh, Comicron is really making headway. So be sure you stay safe. Get vaccinated if... Literally just to protect you and your family and your loved ones. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're done with... Where are you? Enter, uh, entertainment. And we'll move on to sports. Speaking with another... Billy Irish has another Nike club. Let's see. Let me show you guys in a minute. This is coming over from Sneaker News. The Nike Air Force One High 07 SP Mushroom. Which definitely looks not bad, to be honest. So it's part of the Spring 2022 collection. And the box actually looks nice as well. But it does have laces on their way, which is, which is nice. But it's definitely going it looks nice, but it definitely looks like it's going to be a hassle. Tying your laces, untying your laces, untying the Velcro and all that. <laughs> it looks nice, but it's not, it's, it's going to reach a point where it's going to be a nuisance. Oh, there's a nice little quote inside the shoe as well. Okay. So, iHeartRadio tweeted out this photo. Due to the increased transmission of the new COVID-19 variant and to further minimize any potential risks as a precautionary measure and for the safety of our staff, talent, and guests, we have made the decision to cancel tonight's iHeartRadio Y100 Jingle Ball. Thank you for your understanding. Ticket holders will receive a refund within 48 hours. If they have any issues, they should contact their, their point of purchase. It is definitely a... A nice thing, a safe thing that they that, that they did. Post Alone has announced another collaboration, this time with Magic the Gathering. He's teaming up with Wizard of the Coast involving their table their tabletop RPG. Well, technically it's a card game, but yeah. The new partnership will begin with Friday Night Magic, a series of tournaments that will launch across one of the 8,000 stores worldwide every week. So for Friday Night Magic. I'm definitely excited for it. He's really getting involved. He's doing a whole bunch of gaming clubs. He's been doing Pokemon Go clubs left and right. Uh, what's the other club that he did? He did... I believe he did a Fortnite club, if I'm not mistaken. No, he didn't do a Fortnite club, did he? Hold on. I'm going to look, uh, look that up right now if I'm wrong. Let me see if he did a Fortnite club.
Oh my god, she's open. Let me see something real quick. Yeah, he did. No, no, that was in Pokemon Go. Hold on. I know Ariana Grande was in there. Yeah, all I'm seeing is Pokemon Go. And Sheeran was at Pokemon Go too. I'm seeing nothing about Fortnite though. Could have sworn he was in Fortnite. I guess not. Okay. Watch the base Dex Club too. And lastly, Spotify is the fastest growing music service in the US according to Morgan Stanley survey. Okay. Let's see. Oops. So we're done with music. We're going to move on to sports. And Neymar has released a documentary series unveiling. Let's see. It's a three-part documentary series called titled Neymar, The Perfect Chaos, which was told the story of the Brazilian professional soccer player Neymar that, sorry if I watched this, that Silva Santos Jr., or more commonly known as simply Neymar. The series will follow Neymar's rise to fame through the various stages of his career, playing with a number of different teams and playing alongside legends like David Beckham, Lionel Messi, and Kylian M. Pape. And speaking of Neymar, he has inked an exclusive deal with Facebook Gaming to stream gaming content exclusively on the platform. So, NBA, all, the next All-Star game will take place in Cleveland February from February 18th through the 20th. Speaking of the NBA... There has been a shift due to COVID-19. The 10 NBA teams which game scheduled on Christmas were told by the league Tuesday. Shifting some game times is a possibility for the planned five-game slate if virus-related issues force changes to the lineup. The league told the teams the priority is filling the NBC's window for Saturday's games, which means the slots at 2.30 p.m., 5 p.m., and 8 p.m. Eastern for now, those games in order would would, ha, would have Boston and Milwaukee, Golden State at Phoenix, and Brooklyn at uh, the Lakers. The league called the shifting game times, which might happen if a game is postponed. A contingency planned 
in the memo distributed to the teams involved and obtained by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Decisions on whether shifting times is needed. Any decisions made on Saturday, Saturday to post any Christmas game will not impact the remainder of the day schedule, the league said. The NBA has postponed seven games so far this season, but none from Wednesday onward yet. But 75 players have been dealing with virus-related issues last this week alone in the NBA, more than 100 having done so at least once this season. So Derek Rose is recovering from an ankle injury, the New York Knicks have said. So we have Luke Donick has I believe he has COVID, has entered the league's health and safety protocols. Like a lot of players, like literally a couple players have been injured, like Anthony Davis and like a good amount of them have been dealing with COVID as well. And speaking of shift due to COVID, the NHL will be pausing the season Wednesday and resume as coaches after the Christmas break amid COVID-19 cases. All NHL team facilities will be closed from Wednesday through Saturday as the league tries to weather uh, severe COVID-19 outbreaks. Players are set to report back to his team facilities on Sunday. Resume daily testing. The NHL reschedule is set to resume on December 27th. And now we have some WWE NXT results for you guys. Straight from the WWE, WWE themselves. So I don't... I'll try to read this as best as I can. NXT champion Tomasu Ciampa called Braun Brecker into the ring to give him the championship opportunity he's been seeking. The Blackheart attempted to go to go Breaker into a fight with a slap to the face, but as Breaker lifted Ciampa above his head to deliver his Gorilla Press Power Slam, he kept his cool and put the champion back down before showing the title back into showing the title back into his hands. Raquel Gonzalez closed the lad the last chapter in her uh, bitter rival rivalry with Dakota K following a brutal street fight that left both superstars battered and bruised. Gonzalez didn't even make it to the ring before the chaos started as Kai jumped Big Mommy Cool backstage. The two battled throughout the backstage area of of the NXT arena until they finally spilled into the ring using chairs, trash cans, and the steel steps to unleash their fury. Gonzalez survived the devastation by by powerbombing Kai into the steel steps before rolling her into the ring, delivering and delivering a thunderous Chigona bomb onto a trash can for the victory. Give me a moment, folks. I'm parched.
immediately after finishing a straight fight with Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez set up a table in the ring and demanded her rematch with NXT Women's Champion Manda Rose. Instead, out walked Cora Jade with a similar vendetta against Rose and Toxic Attraction. With Rose being in the holiday spirit, she gave, she gave both superstars what they wanted. An opportunity after her next NXT Women's Championship at New Year's Evil. The tag team division fell into chaos as all as an all-out brawl broke out ringside during GYV's collision with the Creed Brothers. The, Ju- the Julius and Brut- Brutus Creed pummeled GYV. But the quick thinking and sneaky tactics of Zach Gibson and James Drake turned the tide until Kashida and Akimin Gyro appeared to set up their own personal Japanese commentary table at ringside. As the two teams in the ring traded blows, Jacket Time was eventually joined by Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen on the uh, on the entrance ramp. As the action spilled outside the ring, JYV attempted to smash Brutus, created through the Japanese announcement table, but Jacket Time stepped into in to stop them, leading to an all-out brawl between the four teams. Wow, this is a whole lot to read. Okay, Dextel Loomis. Waited a long time to get payback on Jerk Williams for his injured hand, and he finally aired his his demons by putting Williams to sleep. Williams has Loomis has Loomis on the ropes for a times for a time, thanks to the encouragement from Carmelo Haynes at ringside. Excuse me, but Williams was eventually left all alone at Rhetoric Strong. As Roderick Strong snuck away from an unlooking diamond mine to attack Hayes, the tortured artist battled back with a side slam and a leg drop as Williams went for a cheap shot with his shoe. Loomis countered and locked in silence to put Williams to sleep. As Loomis stole Gray Sin, Waller snuck from behind to decimate him with a barrage of chair strikes. While claiming, out, while claiming to take out the family of NXT one by one. Grayson Walker took out the social media this past week with some choice words for AJ Styles and the phenomenal one came to NXT 2.0 to deliver his response in person. Von Wenger. Look to make good on his promise to leave a path of broken bodies on his path. But he but he took his eyes off the ball and Edris Enough pulled a quick roll of victory. Wagner dominated Enough throughout the matchup as Robert Stone took notes ringside. But as Wagner went for a massive powerbomb, Enough flipped the Script and rolled him up for the win. Insisted Wagner decimated enough before jumping through the stone on his way backstage. We're almost done here, folks. 
the drama between Electra Lopez and Ayan Sin continued as Ken can return the favor by costing La Madrina her match against Ayo Shirai. Lopez nearly kept Shirai grounded. The genius of the sky could not be, be held down with the two superstars trading blows. Kid made his presence known at ringside by dropping Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Weld. After hopping into the apron, Quinn lured Lopez into the mistletoe before Santos Escobar ran interference. The destruction was opening was the opening Shira needed, hitting Lopez and a palm strike before landing a devastating moonsault for the pin. And lastly, Pete Pete Dune may have made Tony D'Angelo in his own words, but D'Angelo had the last laugh after crushing the bruiser weight's hand with the crowbar. D'Angelo took it right to Dawn with powerful suplexes, but the baddest man in NXT bounced back with a reversal and and kicked to the head before going to work on D'Angelo's joints. D'Angelo went to end the match with his modified swinging suplex, but Dune caught, caught his hand and snapped his fingers before delivering a biter end. For the one, two, three. After the match, the mad, the main man of the NXT took out his unfinished aggression undoing with his trusty crowbar before bringing it crashing down onto the bruiser rate's hand. Wow, that was a whole lot to swallow. But if you guys enjoyed that, let us know. And lastly, Jake Paul defeats Tyron Woodley with a knockout in the sixth round. And Jake Paul was very looking for his next opponent. But George Masvidal has turned down the $5 million offer to box Jake Paul and in the next match up. Wow, that was a whole lot to swallow, folks. So if you guys are interested in sending us for email, here's how you can contact us. Want to know your feedback, your thoughts, or any questions you might have for sending us freedom on the Discord server, leaving a voice storm at anchor.fm, backslash the Empath Player, or even by sending us an email to readymail at theempathplayer.com. Who knows, we will be featured on a special readymail episode or even our, our readymail segment of the show. So, thank you guys so, so much for making us a part of your day. We should join a community server over on Discord. Just add their exclamations and screen and chat now. Guys, we're trying to unlock subs over on Twitch. So help us help us reach this final achievement of the year by following us, lurking if you must, sharing the channel when we go live, and so much more. So leave us a review. You're still reading it from the show. On your favorite platform. So thank you guys so so much for all of you, Golden Coast and above. See you on the post show, but for everyone else, 
Have a great one. And until next time, so be sure to note that this Sunday is the last and final episode of the year. So definitely looking forward to it. I'm hyped and I'm definitely looking forward to celebrate and take a look back at 2021 with you guys here on the Advice Club. And look at the, the, the moves we've been making, the plays we've been making, the guests we've been having, and so much more. So I'm definitely looking forward to 2022 when it, when we when we when we do our very first episode of next year. But literally, we're taking this journey together. So nonetheless, have a great one, folks, and have a and have a good one. <laughs>